you live at the last minute from Tampa, Florida. And we have an awesome show today. I cannot wait uh, to share with you guys our guest speaker. Uh, but we're going to start things off first thing with... I don't think we have a title yet for Mackenzie time where we're going to bring in Mackenzie, who is um, our lady back in the office who answers I don't know how many phone calls um, a week. And we, uh, we've we gotten a lot of positive feedback from the top three questions. So let's go ahead and bring Mackenzie in. And also, I did want to mention, if you guys could, let us know how the audio is because Chris and I are actually for the first time in the same room. I don't have a headset to separate the audio. So I'm going to have the speakers coming from the computer. And my mic might pick it up. Hopefully it doesn't. But if it gets real bad, we'll make adjustments. So anyways, Mackenzie, how you doing? Hello. Good. How are you guys? Yep. And I don't hear Mackenzie yet. Shoot. Just use your You sure? Yeah. Let me see if I can grab something. All right. So Kristen's going to try to figure out if she can find some headphones. I'm not sure if that's going to work. But anyways, all right. How you doing, Mackenzie? Not too shabby. It's a Friday noon afternoon. Yeah, it, it, afternoon. It, it is Friday, which is really nice. Uh, so is that better? You don't hear any background noise? I don't hear any background noise. All right. Awesome. Um, so bear with us, everyone that's watching right now. Um, we are live in Tampa, Florida, getting everything is it, still set up. Is it, live on there or it, it is. Okay. So try that, but there might be a slight delay. Um, Kristen, our chicken expert, and I are actually in the same room today. She came down from North Carolina to Florida, and so I'm hijacking her phenomenal Wi-Fi, so I don't have to stream my cell phone data anymore. So unfortunately, I don't have a splitter for the headphones, so she is not able to hear us if I don't have or if I have my headphones on. Anyways, Mackenzie, how's it going up in New York? How's uh, Happy Friday? How's this past week been up there? Um, it's been almost 40 degrees. Oh, that's a heat wave. So, yeah. You know, no snowstorms. We have the sun shining. It's been um, as busy as always, if not more so with people calling in, lots of emails. So, yeah, Nan said first thing this morning that there's so many emails coming in. Just want to say hi to Woodworm from North Wales, uh, Australia. I'm actually, uh, I don't know if I told you guys, but yesterday, and this might be the person I talked to, we hopefully are going to be doing uh, a coop in uh, Australia, in South Wales, actually. Uh, yeah, that's exciting. Just to add a little bit more to the twist. Anyways, so uh, Mackenzie, <laughs> thanks for joining us. I know this was kind of last minute for you, but uh, fire away. What's some of your top three questions? Um, definitely the number one question that we have had this week is, do you sell your plants? <laughs> Boy, do I get, yeah. And that question comes <laughs> up a lot. And I think I've talked about this before and I guess we can go on record and say that, oh, North Wales. Okay. So I screwed it up. Typical American, North Wales, England, not Australia. I apologize about that. But anyways, thanks for joining us. Um, we will eventually sell our plans. I promise it's going to happen. The reason why I haven't done it yet, I don't want to sell plans until I know they're perfect. I want them to be, you're going to have the plans to the world's best chicken coop, but I got to make sure that I can honestly say anyone will be able to put this coop together from scratch based on our plans. So that didn't work, did it? We're having, if you're just joining us, we're having some technical difficulties with the audio. Why don't you just answer the question in complete sentences? What do you mean? 
so that I can hear what she's saying. Yes. Let me try that. Uh, so or you, I'll come in later. All right, we're, we're going to give this a try. Unfortunately, we were getting feedback if I don't use the headphones, so we'll see how this goes. I really wanted Kristen to be part of the show, especially with um, our guest coming up today. Anyways, so we will be selling plans. I just don't know when uh, it will happen. Okay, so I think that will be super helpful for people to know. Um, that comes up all the time, not just this week, but... Um, Moving on to number two is, can my coop be in direct sunlight? Ooh, and I do like that question. The answer is yes. And the reason why I love that question is, is because there's so many things that we do with the design of our chicken coop that allows you to put the coop anywhere. Now, ideally is to put it in the woods. Ideally is to not have any coop in direct sun. But what allows our coops to be put in the direct sun is one, how big they are. Number two, and this is probably the most important reason, is we use all metal roofing and it reflects that heat right back up into the sky. Perfect. Um, when people are preparing their ground for their chicken coop, um, we've had a couple people ask this week, should they pour a concrete pad? When preparing for our chicken coop, should they pour a concrete pad? Mm -hmm. No. Now, let me be very clear here because I want, this is another question that comes up all the time. When we say pad, we're referring to, let's say you got a, a six by 12 footprint of a chicken coop coming to you. And a pad would be a six foot by 12 foot solid concrete pad. That's the worst thing to do. Chickens do not, they're not from the city. They don't want to be walking on a concrete jungle, all right? They want the forest floor, they want soil. If you're gonna pour any concrete, what is a very nice thing to do, you know, especially if it's in your budget, is pour that perimeter, like a footer, going all the way around that the coop can sit on. And what that's gonna do is one, it's really gonna help displace the weight and prevent settling, which will happen no matter what the structure is, but concrete does a great job. Number two, we do a lot of concrete footers in Florida and Texas because of the winds there. So what we're able to do is put on a sill plate and then screw that coop right down to the sill plate and it prevents it from blowing away and that concrete really anchors it down to the ground. So that's perfect that you kind of touched on the anchoring part. Also, when people always ask, how do I prepare my ground? How do I anchor this to whatever? I'm not very good at answering them because I'm constructionally challenged. So, <laughs> um, You might be, but I tell you, by the time we retire, you're going to be an expert. I do want to give a shout out. <laughs> I tell you, we had a customer yesterday, and I've talked to so many people. It, the name will come to me, and I wanted to share with you, and I'm not sure if Christy next door uh, next to you is listening, that he had so many compliments about my team, especially you two ladies in the office. He was blown away at how much you guys knew, how friendly and professional. So I can't thank you guys enough uh, for doing what you do. I know it's back in New York. The weather's crappy. The phones are ringing off the hook, which is my job. It's only going to get worse uh, or there's going to be more phones ringing. Um, but hopefully with what we got coming up here very soon, there's going to be more people answering those phone calls. So I can't thank you guys enough for everything you're doing back there. Well, that's what we're here for. So we'll keep on trucking and answer the phones and make sure that everybody is taken care of. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Love the questions. Hope you guys out there love the 
Mackenzie's top three questions for the week. Those were great. Mackenzie, thank you. You have a good one. Thanks, guys. See ya. All right, so we are at 12.08. So now I'm actually going to try to keep a schedule today, and I even got notes from Ingrid, our, I guess her title's going to be marketing director, to make sure I follow all the rules and the outline. But one of the things about today, I mentioned, we hinted earlier in this week, that we're going to have a guest speaker on. And the reason why I want to have her on is it all started with a customer of ours that we've already done a chicken coop for. And she was experiencing a problem that most people experience, and that is predation during the daytime from hawks. And it's to my understanding that one of the best ways to combat hawks when free ranging, okay, which I'm a huge advocate of. I don't care how big your run is. When you can let your chickens free range and be free, they're going to be so much healthier and happier. But yes, you do take a risk. Uh, one of my passions, it's really been my whole life, but I really have been experimenting with this in the past two years on our farm. And I haven't exposed it a lot because I'm, I need to learn a lot and perfect it and bring to you guys solutions. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And when you have a daytime predator that are hawks, is my understanding there is the possibility to have another farm animal on site, on guard, doing a wonderful job protecting your chickens. But I am not a goose expert. And I believe they refer to them as guardian geese or maybe it's the breed, I'm not exactly sure. So I want you guys, if you have any questions, please uh, leave the comments down below. I see them coming up, but take this ride with me. We are gonna have, I'm gonna say the name wrong, I apologize in advance, Kirsten, or I think I got it right. I think I got Kirsten. Uh, I'm going to share my screen real quick. She is on Instagram. And here she is right here at Hostile Valley Living. And I'm going to bring her on. And I definitely want you guys, if you have any questions about geese, um, ask those questions down below. I want to take advantage of this opportunity. And we're going to go ahead and get started. So I'm going to bounce back and bring Kirsten in. And click a couple buttons here and bring her in. And I said I'm going to add her to the right. So if I got it, there she is. How are you doing today? Hi, good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for being here. I know it was also last minute. We just reached out, gosh, what, a week ago. And you may <laughs> remember, her name is Shelly. She uh, ordered a custom coop from us and we built it. I want to say it's been almost two years uh, down in Alabama, one of our favorite places. And I love what this lady's done. It's, it's absolutely incredible. But what she's brought to us lately is she goes, Matt, I had an attack from some hawks and I'm going to get some geese. So I want some guardian geese to protect these chickens. And I go, well, to be honest with you, I'm not an expert, but I love to learn. And a lot of times I don't get to share this experience. So I want my customers or followers, listeners to be able to see what I do and why always recommend when you're learning something new, if you have the opportunity to go to the pros, go to people that do it for a living and listen to what they say. So that's what I would love to do right now. So thank you for joining us. Yeah, no, thank you. And yes, geese are definitely an excellent option for uh, any sort of protection, whether it's protection from hawks or even general property protection, which we use um, ours for as well. They can even deter strangers wandering <laughs> onto your property. So they are uh, excellent guardian animals. Wait a minute. So actually like a guard dog? <laughs> Sort of, yeah. So geese have kind of a twofold ability as guardians. They can be aggressive and they can chase off predators. 
um, and they're somewhat limited by the size of the predator there. So they'll chase off smaller predators like weasels, skunks, maybe raccoons, um, and they can be intimidating to larger predators. So on the one hand, chase off smaller predators, larger predators either just intimidate them so they never approach or sound an alarm. If they do approach, they let you know something unusual is going on and you can react and oh, okay. um, save the day. And I do find, I mean, it's a slightly silly point, but I do find it works for people too because lots of people have stories about geese from their childhood or in their mind being attacked when they were little. So they'll think twice about just dropping by a farm that has geese. Mm. And that can be helpful because I find with a farm, people often kind of assume you're open to the public even if you aren't. <laughs> okay, so that's good to know. So this is definitely a real thing that we can start exploring and say, hey, okay, how do we do it? So I wanted to kind of circle back to what I was saying earlier is I feel the future, we're going to see more and more homesteaders learning how different animals on the farm cooperate with each other. I love that. I, you know, this past year I got my first set of pigs and I realized real quick, they are the best rototiller for free. Oh, yeah. They love it. When you got to get them in there and you don't want to go in and turn the compost, just let the pigs in there and they love it. So one of the things we hear all the time for people that are on the fence thinking about getting chickens, we all know chickens are the gateway drug into homesteading. <laughs> right. Uh, but they're always worried about losing them. And, and that is true. I mean, everyone has predators. They'll have maybe different levels of what I call predator pressure. But we just got to understand what's really going on. But if there is a solution out there mm -hmm. that can not mean, OK, I'm taking on another mouth to feed. I'm taking on another structure. I would love to learn more from you how to go about if you're brand new to it, just like we are. What are some of the first things we want to know about? OK, we're going to raise some geese or a goose. I've also heard you're only supposed to do one, not multiple. Uh, but Shelly said, no, 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 no. Uh, talk to Kirsten. She'll tell you differently. So that really made it fascinating. So I'd love talk to us about where to begin when it comes to geese to protect your chickens. Yeah, I think one of the uh, nice things about geese is that they are applicable in a lot of different ways depending on your specific scenario and how you want to use them and also what your capabilities are. So um, to start with that question of one goose or several geese, um, some people fall strongly on one side of that or another. I tend to recommend more than one goose, but there are definitely people who recommend only one. And the difference there, for example, is if you get one goose, that goose will imprint with your chickens and it will see your chickens, especially if you don't handle the goose very much, it will see the chickens as its family and it will be more uh, intent on protecting them. So it'll be more um, aggressive in protecting them and generally speaking, um, see them as its family. If you get multiple geese, you um, can have them imprint with each other or even on you, and you probably will get um, somewhat friendlier geese. They won't see the chickens as their family, um, but they can still act as a deterrent and they can still help protect them. They will still see predators as threats, so they'll still chase them off, but it will be less of a in order to protect the chickens thing and more of just a we're getting rid of this predator because, you know, it's a threat to us or our goslings as well. 
Um, so there's a little bit of a, a different way you can apply them there. Uh, Personally, with our geese, which we use primarily really for guarding, we actually have a flock of 17 geese, which is a lot more, I think, than, <laughs> than most people can handle. But it is applicable in a whole different way because 17 geese, we have almost no predator problems ever because it's just such an intimidating amount when you see that you know, size of a flock. Um, so even larger predators are intimidated by, by that size of a flock of geese. So there's a lot of different ways you can apply them depending on what you have available for space and what your needs are in terms of protecting your chickens or your property or how exactly um, you want to implement them on, on your farm. And I like that because that does give you a, a good deal, you know, of, of flexibility. All right, so uh, I'm sure you can see what our viewers are looking at right now. I want to bring up your Instagram. I love all these photos. It's just absolutely amazing. One thing I don't think I mentioned yet, where are you located? We're in Maine. In Maine. So <clears throat> I've actually never been to Maine personally. I know we got coops up there, but I, I love to mention that everyone, no matter where you live in this country, really on this planet, you're going to have predators, maybe different types of predators and different, like I mentioned earlier, predator pressure. Can you... Uh, in your experience up in Maine, have you had any direct visual where you've seen the geese go after any predators? And if so, what kind of predator that was? I think the uh, most applicable uh, predator that I've seen here and also at our previous property where we were on uh or just off of a river were, were actually hawks and eagles, which you were mentioning with, uh, with your customer as well. Um, and of course, geese don't technically chase off the hawk, but they have incredible eyesight, way better eyesight than a, a person or even a dog. So, and they also, their eyes are on the sides of their heads. They're just always really aware of, of what's going on in the sky. Um, so they will sound an alarm that something is a approaching um, aerially uh, before you even notice it <laughs> and they and the chickens will react like they communicate with each other they know what's going on so in the case of an aerial predator they may not be able to scare it away but what they can do is everybody just seeks cover and the chickens know that that sound means seek cover and the geese see it coming and they'll sort of hunker down somewhere. Plus they're just making a lot of noise. So the farmer um, can also come out and see what's going on and scare something off as well. So I've definitely seen them react to, um, you know, hawks and eagles. Um, and I've seen them chase off certainly small predators. Like when we first moved here, our farm had been vacant for a long time. So we had a lot of, uh, rats, skunks, you know, a lot of just little pest animals that had made it their home. And I would definitely see the geese chasing off things like that once in a while. Um, larger predators, it's more of an alarm thing, generally speaking. Um, so you hear them honking about something and you come out. And if you have geese, you will learn like you may think geese are just noisy all the time, uh, but if you have geese, you will learn there is a different honk from, you know, just sort of communicating with each other and, you know, talking amongst themselves versus uh, if there is something actually wrong. So you can react pretty quickly um, if you're aware um, of their honks to something. Um, kind of just are, like children. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you can tell the fake cry from the real cry. You can tell, oh, you're not hurt. You're faking it. Or, oh, oh, 
this right. isn't good. <laughs> right, precisely. So, so yeah, and I think the largest thing that we've had them sound an alarm for um, have been foxes, which were pretty common here when we when we first moved in. Um, and fortunately, we've always been able to to react in time that, you know, nothing bad has happened. I'm not totally sure if they would have chased them away or not, but we were able to show up before that had to be an issue. So that's a good thing, too. <laughs> okay. So you mentioned something that's very interesting. And I do find myself saying this to our customers that are just thinking about getting into chickens. And I start down that path of you do or will end up letting a free range. And there's what you need to think about. And I always tell people, your chickens will know there's a predator in the area way before you do. Um, mm -hmm. And as long as they can go find cover, it's amazing how that increases the chances of survival greatly. Um, so that's such a great point. Now, a question I have is, is there any particular breed of goose, if I'm saying this right, uh, that you would recommend as the guardian goose, or is there a breed called guardian goose? So, Technically speaking, you could probably use any breed of goose as a guard goose, but there are some that are better at it than others. Um, there are some that are more traditionally used for guarding than others. And when it comes to the other concerns people have about geese, such as aggression, um, a lot of people are really worried, especially if they have kids and stuff, is my goose going to be too aggressive? <laughs> I know I'm getting it for guarding, but will I not be able to, to get near it? Um, and there are breeds that are less aggressive than others. So breed selection is a huge part of picking the right goose for your farm. Um, if you're looking for a guard goose, the two breeds that I suggest first of all, are Chinese geese, which come, there's either a white or a brown Chinese goose. And they are a very sort of lean, upright goose. They're very active and sort of distinct in their appearance. Actually, I think if you scroll up a little bit on my Instagram feed there, up um, one, yeah, the ones in the the ones in the ones pool there. So you, you, are... you just read my mind. I was gonna ask you, can we take a look at some? <laughs> oh, they're yeah, beautiful. Yeah, those are Chinese geese. Those are actually a, a friend of mine um, out in California's guard. Those are guard geese. That is their job is guarding those chickens in the background. She has a commercial egg farm. Um, so they're excellent guardian geese. And the, what makes them better guardians than other breeds are that they are more active and energetic, which means that they're more alert all the time. And they are louder, um, both in terms of generally more vocalizations but also in terms of like the actual volume of their vocalizations they have a very loud piercing kind of honk um so they make make excellent guardians um the other breed of goose i will recommend for guarding is called the roman tufted goose Ooh. which is a smaller breed um there is probably a picture somewhere in there although i <laughs> don't remember the last time a, a roman was on but they're a white goose with a little tuft of feathers at the top of their head so they have kind of a distinct look and they are a um very very traditional guarding breed of goose um, maybe there isn't a picture of one, <laughs> but they, the reason they're called Roman geese is they actually date back to Roman times and they were used to guard temples and things because there's actually, there's one, um, right up above the one you're on now, the one in the foreground there is a Roman tufted. Um, yeah, that one. Um, and so they were used to guard, 
uh, temples because dogs could be bribed and people fell asleep and stuff. And there's actually an, an old story of them chasing uh, the the Gauls away from a Roman temple one time. So they're traditionally a, a great guardian goose and they're very, again, very alert. And I also will mention a breed called Sebastopols, which is the curly feathered one in the background of that picture. Um, and they are loud enough to be guardians. They are smaller, so they aren't as good at actually chasing away predators, but they're still excellent alarms. And um, I actually recommend them partly because they are more friendly. Um, so if you have concerns as well about family, small children, that kind of thing, they kind of walk that line of they can be a friendly goose, but still loud enough to be a guardian goose. So those those would be my first three breed recommendations. Oh, that was excellent. Um, okay, so we got the Chinese goose, which I know Nan, I'm so, I see her chiming in. Uh, she's got to be listening right now. She's probably got a kick out of that. So the Chinese goose and then the Roman goose. And then I didn't quite catch that last third one. Sebastopol. I'm not even going to try it. Awesome. I hope you guys caught that out there. I was just realizing the very few times I don't have a pen with me, but uh, we'll be able to refer back to this. So that is great to know. Now, one thing that you mentioned that is a little alarming that I don't know, would you feel by how loud they are, which is the part where it sounds like we're taking advantage of most of my customers, they're, they got neighbors, you know, they're on a quarter acre to half acre and we make it so easy for them to have chickens but they'll still have hawks. I, I know when I had my chickens in the city of Durham, that's the highest hawk pressure I've ever witnessed. And hmm. I could probably get away with a goose, but it reminds me of a lot of times people frown upon keeping chickens because the rooster isn't here in the crowing, but I tell people you don't actually have to have a rooster. Would you say it's to the same level of annoyance as roosters can be? Would there be problems? Is this just not doable for people that might live on a quarter acre? You know, everyone's on top of each other. Is this more for someone that has back in the woods on a farm it probably depends on your specific situation a little bit and i can imagine there would be times that a goose would be too loud um but again there's a lot of variance by breed and um so for example the chinese goose which is the most sort of active guardian goose I probably wouldn't recommend for a very urban homestead because they are very loud and like I said their loudness isn't just um, the fact they're making noise all the time it's like the pitch of the noise and I can imagine yes it I have a Chinese goose it gets as annoying as a rooster <laughs> um, but other breeds have sort of lower pitched more sort of normal vocalizations uh, Plus, they may not just generally not be as loud. Um, so the Roman, which I mentioned, um, definitely a little bit quieter, more only makes noise if something is wrong. Um, and then there are other breeds like uh, the Toulouse, which comes actually, there's technically three varieties of Toulouse, but I think any of the three are a little bit quieter. Um, so breed selection, yeah, you can get breeds that are, that are quieter. Um, but it does depend, you know, if you have very strict uh, rules about, uh, you know, backyard animals, it is it's definitely something to consider. Um, we used to live in a more uh, suburban kind of 
um, area. And we actually never had issues with sound from the geese, but what we would have issues with were the geese wandering off either into the road or onto the neighbor's porch. And so one thing I definitely stress for people considering geese in a more urban setting is you need, you need fencing. They are responsive to pretty minimal fencing, but you need some kind of fencing for sure. Mm, okay. <laughs> That's very interesting because a lot of people that free range, there is no fencing. Uh, the, you know, the chickens just don't go too far, but they can, they can go upset the neighbor next door. God knows mine have, uh, we're on a 20 acre farm. Um, so that, that's good to know. Now, another thing I, in this particular situation, uh, referring to an existing chicken coop, I think she has 12 to 16 hens already, and we're going to be building her a whole different separate structure. It's a beautiful goose house. Uh, I'm learning right now what are the requirements for geese. So I did want to touch on that a little bit. But before we get there, the first step is, okay, so let's say we're going to pick Chinese geese. I'm not sure if Shelly's already picked uh, what breed she wants. Knowing her, she probably has. But her hens now are probably two years old. And I'm assuming she's going to get gooselings. Talk to us about that process, if you could, to make sure that, you know, one of the nightmares of chickens is introducing new hens. Uh -huh without them mm -hmm. actually reproducing them and hatching them and all that. Um, what would you, what kind of tips and advice would you have about introducing a gooseling or maybe you get a full grown adult? I'm not sure. What would you do in her case? Yeah. So one of the great things about geese is that they are uh, much less strict about pecking orders than chickens mm. are. And um, this wasn't your question, but I'll just mention quickly, when it comes to introducing geese to other geese, uh, that process is so quick and smooth. And as compared ah, to chickens, it's no kidding. You know, not, not a huge issue. Um, when it comes to introducing a goose to chickens, you know, you have a, a little bit more um, complicated there. You want to, first of all, make sure you wait, if you're familiar with, you know, chickens and their pecking order and all of that you want to wait until the goose is big enough to you know defend itself and not just be uh something that the chickens beat on especially if you have a lot more chickens than you know one or two geese um so if you get them as goslings just wait until they're a little bit older which you probably would be doing anyway you know to keep them in a brooder and keep them warm and stuff so wait so they're maybe six or eight uh weeks old okay and then do like a slow introduction process what i'll normally do is have them so they can see the chickens but not you know interact with them for a little while so if you have a corner of the coop or the run or even just a fenced in area in your yard um that you can put the geese in for a couple days and have the chickens look at them but not interact with them um that's always a good idea but I would say it's usually within just a couple of days and especially because they do get bigger so quickly. So right. the chickens beat up on them and they generally aren't interested in beating up on the chickens. So usually the process goes relatively smoothly where you may have a concern and where I do recommend to people who ask me that you do build a separate coop or structure for your geese or have a separate area in your chicken coop that isn't uh, completely open, you know, isn't just part of the chicken coop, um, is during mating season for the geese, they can get kind of aggressive. And mm, mating okay. season is usually like February through May or June. 
and especially the male will get very protective and they may uh, be aggressive towards your chickens and they may not even mean to, but they're just so much bigger than chickens. They can cause harm, um, you know, pretty easily. So even if your geese live with your chickens, you know, 90% of the time, having an area that you can put them in, especially at night when everybody's closed in, um, that's separate during that mating season, I think is important. So let me ask you, I didn't even think about this until you just mentioned it. Is there one better than the other, male or female? for the guardian side of things? You know, what are the advantages and disadvantages to the two sexes? I think they're pretty comparable as guardians. Males can be a little more aggressive, which kind of has a pro as a guard animal, but also a con as a, you know, family bird. So they, it sort of trades out. Um, if you get a male and female pair, that's probably your most likely scenario for aggression because the male will be aggressive to protect the female certainly during breeding season and you have potential for the rest of the year so i will often suggest a pair of females okay um if you're if you're worried about aggression it, it will mitigate those issues and still they're going to be you know friendly uh, uh you know alert enough to be guard animals is it fair to say that they can be sexed as goslings just like baby chicks are at a day old yes Awesome. And I said that right. I think I said gooseling. I, I figured, okay, I screwed that all up. Gosling. Awesome. I'll have to remember yeah. that. Um, yeah. So like, chickens, like chickens, there are some breeds that are actually sex links. So you can tell by their, I, I think there are some chicken breeds like that. There's at least two goose breeds that you can tell by color when they are goslings and then the rest are, you know, can still be sex, but just not, not just by color. Gotcha. That's probably not true with the Chinese goose. Cause they're all, they look, they appear yeah. to be all white. So I'm assuming they're all yellow when they're, so I, I have a question I'm dying to get to. I got to get to this. Um, we have about seven minutes left. So I want to make sure we get to cover all the great things that you're doing and promote all your great stuff. So make sure I don't forget that. But here is the most important question for me. I'm not sure how familiar you are with our chicken coops. One of the best parts. And actually, I can probably, uh, you can't really make it out right there. Okay, all our coops. Don't matter if it's a mass production or custom. The deep litter system. What, and if you're not familiar with the deep litter system out there, uh, we have a bunch of information on our website, carolinacoops.com, but basically you're composting. I have been told by duck experts, there's no composting duck droppings. I personally have a hard time believing that. I feel you can pretty much mm -hmm. compost anything. It might take different levels of carbon to nitrogen, or I'm sure there's things to know, but Shelly mentioned to me that they defecate every 12 seconds. Is that true? <laughs> Well, I've never counted. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone did. And that's what she said. I was like, oh my God, what? they don't have time for anything else. But you know, right. that's what we're trying to learn because I love what we do with all our structures is we make it so it's so easy for everyone to have, to be able to get into this hobby and be successful. And, and I want to mention the nice thing about the deep litter system, at least with our chicken coops, is you can go over a year without having to clean it out, especially mm -hmm. using the industrial hemp. Mm -hmm. I would love to know, should we go down that path? Is it possible to build a goose house, put a deep litter in the bottom and deep litter those droppings? Or is there a reason I'm just not aware of that is a no-no? Uh, have you ever tried it? Yeah, so it's definitely possible to compost goose droppings to the 
you know, point, you can use them in your garden. Um, I have, I don't remember the exact uh, percentages and stuff, but in my book, which we'll probably talk about at the end here, but my book, The Modern Homesteader's Guide to Keeping Geese, I know there are numbers in there of exactly like the nitrogen content. Oh, nice. Uh, so you can, you know, you can reference that, or I'm sure you can look that particular number up online as well, but it's definitely possible. Um, the one, the two things I guess I would say are goose droppings are messier and stinkier than chicken droppings. So um, you want to, you know, be aware of that. You may want to clean out your coop slightly more often than your chicken coop just to, um, you know, deal with that mess. The other thing is that geese are not as bad as ducks, but they are still pretty messy and splashy with their water. And so, especially in winter, I clean out my goose coop more regularly just because if they have any water access in there, and I don't water my geese in their coop all the time, but sometimes in winter I have to because they can't go out because of the weather. And if I do that, I'll make sure to clean the coop right out because they splash a lot of water everywhere and it becomes ice. Um, so that would be um, my first, uh, you know, my first warning would be just that they can make a lot of mess with water. So watch how much water you have in your coop if you're going to be composting more just so they don't get cold. <laughs> right. You know, that makes good sense. And that was another thing I wanted to talk about. And I, I'm sure we can go over by a couple minutes. Ingrid, I see her in the green room. She's going to start signing. Oh, she gave me the nod. Thank you, Ingrid. Um, because, I mean, I go on and on. I just definitely want to make sure our viewers are hopefully uh, entertained by this because we are a chicken show and this is for protecting chickens. But it's just mm -hmm. fascinating to hear the things that are similar uh, to chickens mm -hmm. and the things that are different. One of the things that we've learned with our ducks is that I always thought ducks had to have a big body of water and this and that, and apparently they don't. They just have to make sure they get their faces wet every day. So one of the things that we've created and perfected and are still working on is what we call the duck dipper, where the ducks are able to stick their head in and get it wet, but they won't make a big mess of it until they're ready and we pull this cage looking thing and then the ducks go in there, have a good old time, and they flip a couple valves, it's cleaned out, filled back up. When it comes to water for geese, is it similar to that or do they really need, I, met, I saw that picture with the kiddie pool, uh, I do, will they drink from like vertical or horizontal nipples, do they actually have to have a container of water and again, do they need to just be able to get their faces wet or do they need a large body of water? Exactly the same as with ducks and I hadn't seen what you were talking about. Um, on your page, but that sounds uh, like a dream. <laughs> yeah, they just need to be able, they need to be able to dunk their beaks, um, but they don't need, uh, you know, swimming water or a pond or anything like that. They will love it if that's something that you can offer, but, uh, you know, not strictly necessary. The one thing is if you are breeding geese, they prefer to breed um, while swimming. So that's something to consider if you ever were gonna do that. Um, they actually, I find, aren't as interested in water as ducks are. So even comparatively, like we have a pond here, um, which is new. So when we added the pond, we found that our ducks would not c come in it. And like the ducks just stayed out in the pond all night and the geese aren't quite like that. They like to go and have a bath and then leave. So they do love, love to swim, but they don't need it. That's good to know. This is going to be easier than I thought. And I can't wait to share with you. I may end up sharing with you our goose design behind the scenes. And I, I would love to get the blessings again. This is our first time. I, I'm, I'm a perfectionist and I know it's never going to be perfect the first time, but it just, when we can 
this will be our prototype and just want to make it perfect. So we have a couple minutes left. Um, I know there's a bunch of questions that are coming in and maybe we can get to a couple of them for you, but I definitely wanted to take the opportunity to talk to us about uh, all the things you're doing. Let me go back to the screen share here and just tell me where you want me to go. Uh, we can go anywhere you want. I want, you know, I noticed uh, this is the book right here that I just ordered and it's a day late. I was really hoping to get that, but, and I'm so jealous. I hope one day it's more for just bragging rights, I guess. I want to be able to write a book and see it on the shelf maybe somewhere. Uh, so that is awesome that you're able to write a book, but, uh, tell us, uh, the books that you have for sale. And then also I read something about you do classes. Yeah, so um, I do have the two books, which are The Modern Homesteader's Guide to Keeping Geese and uh, So You Want to Be a Modern Homesteader. So one is very goose-specific and one is, is more general. Um, you will see on my website, which is where you are, they're currently out of stock. I don't have my own copies right now. I sold them all. <laughs> um, but it can be ordered through Amazon or any other bookseller. If you want a copy right now, you can certainly certainly get one. I'll also be restocking um, mine at some point soon here and then if you scroll up on my site a little bit um, and click events and classes um, over on the yeah there you go I also have started doing online classes um, which are you know via zoom and we are usually about an hour long on Saturdays uh, throughout the spring so I'm going to do the March April and a little bit into May take a break for the summertime because it's really busy here in the summer um, and then come back and do a few more in the fall. But they're on various topics, including one of the upcoming ones is on geese. Um, I think the I think it's April 10th is mm -hmm. the, the one on geese. So we'll talk about raising goslings and, and different breeds and, and all that. Um, but it's a nice opportunity to reach people. You know, I started doing them um, because of the pandemic and everything, but I think I will continue doing them uh, because it's just a great way for people from all over the country to be able to learn about these topics without having to travel somewhere or anything. Well, I, so. I love it. I absolutely love it. So everyone out there that's listening, uh, and just uh, go to hostilevalleyliving.com. And I have to ask this question, and then we're going to wrap it up here shortly before I get in trouble. The name Hostile is, <laughs> that's a unique name. I, I, I just, I can't help but how did you what what's that in reference to where did that word come from for your name your well farm? it is actually the name of the road when we first looked at this property so we heard the name of the road i think before we even actually visited the property and my husband's first comment was that it's memorable <laughs> it is and uh, so that kind of that kind of stuck as the uh, the name of the farm so it's 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 our road but it's also like this whole little area is a valley and it was called hostile valley I'm told because the neighbors used to fight a lot here, <laughs> but not the case anymore, at least not um, at this farm, but uh, but still the name of the farm. <laughs> okay, that makes good sense. I was like, there's no way it's hostile at the farm, but maybe there's something going on, but that's, that's a great story. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I can't wait to hopefully be able to talk more. Uh, I think I might end up being part of one of your classes. I have also taken on goats and, and, and figuring out how to make the goats be part of the community, but make sure they don't go eat the chicken feed, make sure they go back to their home. And I can't wait, it is working perfectly. I have, I guess we could say invented, what I'm gonna say is probably gonna be the world's best goat house because we're taking advantage of what's natural to them and you never have to clean it. And it actually warms up a little bit in the, in the winter time, which isn't real important down south, but I know it's definitely a benefit uh, up north and I'm uh, doing Angora goats. 
So a little oh, bit different. Yeah. Absolutely love them. It's been one of my favorite new animals to learn about. Of course, the pigs are pigs. That was easy. But can't thank you enough. Um, guys, again, hostile valleyliving.com go check out her website go take some of her classes and kirsten yes. thank you so much thank you thank you so much <laughs> have a good day thank you you too all right guys so we're coming up to uh, 43 minutes and it is time do we know what time it is do we know what time it is anybody anybody know what time <laughs> I love it. I love it. Had to do it. It is my one of my favorite times. Hopefully you're not driving. Hopefully you don't think you're getting pulled over. Um, let's bring in Ingrid for Chicken Police. I did say, I, if I remember correctly, Ingrid, right? I believe you're there. You can unmute yourself now. She's over in the green room. You uh, agreed to come on camera. She's nodding yes. Um, so we're going to go ahead. And I'm going to go back up to the interview. I'm getting better at this whole, uh, looks like I know what I'm doing now. Ingrid, how you doing today? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Matthew. Uh, thanks that for. That was so great. That was so great with Kirsten. She's good. She's oh, damn good. She is. I, I could have gone I was taking on... notes. I, I hoped so because I was like, oh my God, I don't have my pen. And then I'm trying to focus on what she's saying. And I was like, I'm not even, I can't focus to the text coming in and the comments. Um, I feel bad. I was hoping right. that we were going to be able to get to that, but there's just so much good information. And I think this is definitely helping us. I'm ecstatic to find out that we can compost goose droppings. And I'm, I'm sure Shelly right. is happy about that because now you can go over a year, if not longer, without having to clean out your goose house. But and it's fascinating that there's parts about geese that are easier than chickens. I didn't think it got any easier than chickens, but I thought that was good to know. Yeah, like you don't have to, um, you can introduce them easily to each other, which with chickens you cannot, yeah. as I was, I'm finding out. I was actually expecting it was going to be harder <laughs> because, you know, in the back of my mind going, man, where's that hostile come from? But more importantly, if you've got an animal that shows a lot of aggression, I figured, it was going to be even worse introducing them, but maybe that's where they put all their effort and aggression is protection and not worry about, hey, what's going on? Come on, join the gang. Um, so thanks for joining us. I can't wait. I tell you, YouTube's been crazy. I did want to make an official comment. I know that I already have a couple people that are upset. I did something I said I never would do, and I may change it back. I just, I had to experiment. Um our YouTube channel has grown leaps and bounds. I never dreamed it would ever get this big. And right. it's cost money. I mean, it costs money to do this show. And I decided after running into another YouTuber that has a great channel, she monetized it. And she started talking to me mm -hmm. about it. I had no idea the uh, level of income that's available with ads. Now, I don't need to have income with these YouTube videos. But I wanted to just see what was available. I hate ads. So if you're watching our YouTube videos and you're like, oh, there's an ad, you're, you know, click, swipe, whatever. Uh, I apologize. I don't know how long it's going to last. But one of the things that I've been playing with the idea is maybe making it so the revenue that's generated from those ads on YouTube, I would love to donate to an animal shelter or something. 
I would just love to do something like that. So I just want to let everyone know I apologize. I know I said I'll never do it. I did it. I don't know if it's going to last. I can't stand ads. If a lot of people are like, Matt, you suck. I'm not going to watch your videos anymore because your ads. <laughs> let, let, let me know. Let me know because. Well, I, I don't think that the ads are started yet. We well, did then have an ad. Why did someone negatively comment? I'm going to tell you. Okay, so what I think was happening, because right now we're under review for this partnership. Um, and I think what you, t and I'm not exactly sure, but from what my reconnaissance mission has proven is that it looks like they just didn't add at the beginning of the um, Michigan coup. Now I had Sean watch the entire thing and he only saw an ad come up in the beginning, which you could click, don't show me ads and watch the rest of the video. And then he did it again where he didn't click that. And he said there was no ads throughout the video. So I know the comments said too many damn ads, but <laughs> from that guy, but I'm not finding any videos with any ads. I think that is one of our most popular videos right now. And I think they just kind of did a little ad in the front to see, and I got one. It was just a, it was actually a survey. It wasn't so much of an ad, but it asked me how old I was and I prefer not to answer. And, <laughs> and that was it. So hmm. interesting. Um, okay. All right. Well, yeah, I, I don't so want to get on. I just felt I needed to get that okay. off my chest. Uh, I already see people saying no ads. I don't blame you. Uh, and then there's another comment. I'm, I'm at the very bottom. Uh, it says use the money to discount the coops. It's actually not a bad idea. Kind of have a pool <laughs> and see uh, if we can get more people and then now get your order in. But, you know, speaking of discounting coops, I mean, I, I, I know I don't talk about a lot what goes on behind the scenes, but it is a nightmare right now. I don't think people realize one what's going on with the supply chain the market and lumber has more than quadrupled mm -hmm. now in price and we still haven't interjected the price changes because of that we're trying to fight and, and not have to do that and then to find out 80 percent of the plastic companies in the united states are shut down because they can't get raw materials i mean I, I'm, it's scary. It's a scary time right now. But um, if you have suggestions, ideas, definitely leave them in the comments. I don't know how long we're going to do it, if we're going to continue to do it. But YouTube Chicken Police, fire at me. What, what do we got this week? Okay. So, well, I'm going to start with something. Um, it's a question and, and a nice comment. So there is Veronica Oaks, and she was watching... She's commented on a few videos, but she was watching the one you did in Orlando with Maria, the big um, shed conversion and the big um, run for her roosters and, and chickens. And she says, um, whenever I'm having a bad day, I rewatch this. <laughs> I love her. I know how she feels. We're one step closer to having our home in our next coop. Because Maria's attitude about her new setup is, is just so great. Yeah, she so is something she, else. Yeah. And so she also asked, though, if um, she said, you built the run cover and upgraded her existing shed. If so, is that a better or easier in your opinion? If you're upgrading a shed, would it be a turnkey service or is there a way to make it a kit? <laughs> Which I know wow. we have a plan to turn our shed into two coops with two runs. Okay. It is a nightmare. Uh, but it's doable, as you can see, as we did out in uh, Orlando, Florida. And what's funny about that story, and I'm sure it's in our videos, is that she just hired us to come on and just put our doors on. That's all she wanted. 
And then one thing led to another because I kept telling her about the problems she was having from the rats to the run. She's hitting her head. And I was like, we got a solution. We got a solution. We got a solution. And my guys are over looking at me like, Matt, you got to stop. We got to go, buddy. We got, we got to be somewhere. Um, <laughs> that was not, it was, it's very doable. It's very doable. Here's what happens when you add on to sheds. You would think there's a price savings, but there really isn't. In, in my opinion, it's you get the biggest bang for your buck building it from scratch. And these sheds that are out there, I don't know how these people live with themselves. I've seen the construction. I know there's great shed builders out there. Uh, quality matters. But some of these sheds, I mean, we have to redo the roofing. It's, it's a nightmare. So it's definitely doable. You really got to think about a lot of things. Because the other thing, too, is I always try to make it look like we never added on. I want it to look like it was this way the whole time. So, uh, and that's where the craftsman comes up. I mean, that is a shed that is built from scratch, but we have a chicken coop inside and it's all one beautiful structure. Okay. So now we have Kate Dean who is commenting on the American coop video and she actually ordered a coop from us. Thank so you. She said, yeah, thank you, Kate. You will love it. Um, excited to have one heading our way this summer. Is there a difference between the standard black hardware versus the sink, the zinc besides the color? Yeah. Price. Zinc <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Zinc is gone through the roof. Um, so to answer your question, is there a difference? Usually when people ask that they're, they're talking about quality, the quality is the same. All right. One's a galvan is a zinc galvanized process on the metal that keeps it from rusting, which gives it that silver metal gray look. Um, or you have the black, which is now our standard, that's a baked on powder coat. So they're both extremely durable. They're exterior rated. There's no difference in quality. What I can tell you is zinc hardware is insane. And we do everything we can to try to buffer that, not pass that along to the customers. But sooner or later, you have to throw in the towel. But what we have done is figured out other alternatives to not have to increase prices, not jeopardize on quality. And that's buy and quantities that we're buying them by the ton, but we pass that savings along. So there's, it's all about aesthetics in my opinion and the black hardware, especially with the black roof, I think just looks sharp, but uh, there's it's, no difference. What's underneath, what's underneath the black powder coat? What's that powder coat? Steel. On? I mean, everything starts steel. out with steel. Okay. Yes. Yep. Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure that that was clear. Um, um, I, I, I want to comment on something, a comment that I saw down here below. Yeah. And th okay. this is another thing. It, it definitely, um, so Nikki, Nikki does drumming. Uh, when is your next coop tour coming out? It feels like ages since you last did one. You are correct. You are not kidding. <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I was like, we got to do video chicken. I, I got to get back in front of the camera. I want to talk to all our fans or subscribers or followers. Um, we have been doing a lot of coops and you can see them on our social media. And we typically don't do a lot of custom coops in the winter time, but I have a beautiful custom coop coming up next week in Wilmington, North Carolina. Most likely we're gonna go live from there. And we have more custom, I mean, we got a bunch going out in California. So those videos will be coming up, but I get them to Ingrid, then it's just a matter of Ingrid doing all the editing. <clears throat> Wait, you make it sound like it's like they're waiting on me. Wait yeah, a second. I, I just, um, so I just wanted to comment on that. No, I did it. no, I did it. All right, what else you got? Um. Okay, now I lost my spot. All right, here we go. Um, all right. There was somebody on, um, one of the comments Oh, for the, the coop in Virginia, but she said very pretty, but please don't give your chicken scraps. All they need 
their layer feed or flock raiser by Perina. But Kristen, if you give, if I need you give you. them anything, <laughs> if you give them anything else, it interferes with their nutrition. Oh my gosh, I need my all right, chickenista. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> Where are you? Here, here, come on in here. Uh, here, I'm gonna hand this off to Kristen. Can you answer that? Kristen will, or uh, Ingrid will reread it here. Hey, Hi. Kristen. Hi. So we had somebody that said that you shouldn't give your chickens scraps, the food scraps, like Matt loves to say to do. All they need is their layer feed or flock razor by Purina, which I'm not, I'm not recommending any brand. If you give them anything else, it interferes with their nutrition. Wow, I'd have to disagree with that. I mean, that's too, but... that's the most. That's one of the most. I think I think that's one of the most fun things about chickens after collecting eggs I guess but mm -hmm. being able to take your scraps from your kitchen your refrigerator uh, leftovers fruit prep just take that outside and give that to the chickens um, they're they're the world's best scavengers right I mean not scavengers but you, you know what I mean they're gonna recycle well, all that into droppings or eggs so everything gets it, they 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 take waste and they take from us our households and they transform that into either compost or eggs that we use. I can't see any reason why it would be unhealthy for them to have it. it it's healthier. Yeah, it? it would definitely be healthier than just a yeah. arena diet. I mean, factory feed. I mean, I mean it's necessary, but if you go back right. to nature, I think that's always best. And nobody, and I think when Matt says the chicken scraps, he's not saying it in place of feed. He's saying it in addition to feed. Right. I mean, you right. can always have your feed there, so everybody has their feed. But um, chickens, just like anything in the garden, benefit from diversity. So Absolutely. the minute you start feeding them different types of food, it's gonna it's gonna pay off in their eggs and yeah. their nutritional. And that is an important point. I have read and heard from veterinarians that you shouldn't feed them exclusively from your kitchen because there are essential vitamins and minerals mm -hmm. in the feed and if you use a natural feed like just straight grain you should use one of those nutrition packets with it or if you make your mm -hmm. own feed so that's the mm -hmm. one thing in feed that they do need but yeah i can't see why um they shouldn't have scraps right which is why i wanted to address it because i think it's important that people realize that they can and they you know give their chickens as much different things as possible because they love it i know mine love grapes so <laughs> really do you do, oh my do you, god do you smash them first well you're gonna well matt's gonna laugh at me i i <laughs> i um soak the the scratch grains so they're um so they get kind of fermented Mm -hmm. And then I give them extra microgreens that we have. And then I, I chop up the grapes and I put them in different bowls and they immediately go for the, they're like a kid. So they eat the grapes first mm -hmm. and then they'll get to the other stuff. So they <laughs> love that. Yeah. I, all spoiled. Yeah. I, I, I'd be curious how that fermenting green is going for you. Cause I, I was just doing some reading on that, how it will increase your, um, like it, it increases your, your feed. So you, right. you don't have to buy as much. And right now I'm buying a lot. Well, I'm buy <laughs> um, now, now that I have um, 10, I'm buying a lot too. <laughs> um, but um, I just, 
I just ferment the scratch grains. So I get like a very diverse scratch that has like four or five to seven different scratch grains. And I just do the scratch grains. So it's almost in addition to their feed. I don't ferment their whole feed. Oh, and I, I think I meant that. I, yeah, I but there are people that do ferment the whole feed to oh, extend really? it. But I, okay. Yeah, I, I don't do that because it's got the the pellets and and stuff mm. like that, and that just ends up getting messy, and I'm afraid of it getting moldy. Right. So this is just something I give them daily. They go through. I have diff different bowls for them, so they don't fight. So they're kind of spread out. Wait, do they and... have their names on them? No, it's only three. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, different three bowls, bowls. Of, of material, not a different bowl yeah. for each chicken. No, not for each chicken, but just to spread out the resources so there's less fighting. No, that makes sense. <laughs> you actually probably have three generations there. Yes. Okay. Yes, we yeah, do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, and it, it does, it does seem, I mean, I guess I, I'm going through less feed, but I keep adding more chicken. So it's, I can't really mm. speak to that right now. Somehow. That, yeah. That, yeah, that happens. They just show up. They just show up. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> All right, does Matt, thank you, Kristen. Okay, Matt, <laughs> does, oh, yeah, does Matt yeah, want to yeah, go yeah. into, um, you, you know, come back on? can we, I wasn't sure if we should continue YouTube Chicken Police or if we can discuss oh, real quick Operation Chicken Fairy. Oh, <laughs> hmm? you mean, well, is that, is that, well, there's lots of different names for it. It's like uh, Chicken Pusher, Chicken Fairy, um, <laughs> Chicken well, fairy. I, I just nice, wanted to make sure. Chicken gifter. Um, ultimate misunderstanding. <laughs> that we that you fulfilled apparently a wish of Ingrid's, um, or we can talk about it off the air. Well, now everyone's well, too curious. Well, so. that's the whole idea. Yeah. I'm trying to set it up where people are like, "What the hell are they talking about? What do you mean? You wake up in the morning and there's a new chicken in your coop?" Well, pretty much. That's pretty much how yeah. it went. Although yeah. I got a little warning um, that chicken uh, that I. I Kristen gifted me a chicken that I wasn't expecting and she's adorable and I love her. And, um, and I normally wouldn't recommend putting just one chicken in because <laughs> my girls are mean, but I finally feel like she's relaxing. So, Oh, good. So See, it's working and, out. And, yeah. And she's... What happened was Ingrid was kept saying, I wish I had another, or she, she's gotten a, I, I pushed the bantam on her. Okay. So I, I yeah. gave her four, four, sold her four chickens, and I said I'm gonna throw this bantam in for free, because you're just gonna love her. And what happened, Ingrid? Did you love her? Did oh me? my god! <laughs> she needs her. She's. I've gotten requests for her to have her own Instagram. Yes, little yes, midge. Yes. <laughs> so and I I knew that. I said, well, she's not gonna be able to refuse a free bantam. You know, it's just like a bonus. And besides, one of the other ones that I sold to her didn't have a friend. Because I had three different coops, so she wanted this well right. summer, and the little bantam was in that coop, so that well summer needed a friend, and so that's how she got the bantam. So, and we had talked about adding one more from the same group just right after that, but we just didn't get around to it. So here I am, months later, <laughs> delivering chickens in her neighborhood, and I was like, "Oh, how about that bantam?" And I didn't get an answer from her, so I just put it in the coop. Yeah. And I, I honestly thought you were joking. No. And then you ended up me being most mad because your dogs didn't bark. Yeah, I did. I was amazed that like a, a FedEx truck can drive down my street and alert my dogs for 20 minutes, but you actually came on my property and opened my coop and, um, and my dogs, nothing. Yeah. I had to go through like three doors to get to it. It was pretty good. Did you, did you yeah. go to the side? 
You want to <laughs> yeah, I went through the yeah, front gate, and then I I figure, oh wait, wait a minute, let me go through the side. So I went around, went to the oh side, and then the interior gate, and then the chicken coop. Oh my yeah. god! And then I yeah, looked nothing. in all your windows, and <laughs> Did you? no, no, I didn't do that. We're pretty, no. we're pretty boring. Yeah, <laughs> no. there's probably more action in the chicken coop. And then we're I ate boring. some greens that were growing there, and yeah, yeah. Oh, that's your allowed. A little foraging. Just, yeah. Just Don't go I, home empty-handed. Just what I do at night. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me put let me put Matt back on. Okay, Kristen. Okay. <sighs> so I love how you spin it as a chicken fairy. I love it. I just came up with that one too. So uh, yeah, thank you, good. Kristen, for doing that. I just felt she was the best one to answer that. I I just I still can't imagine people not. Wanting to feed their chickens table scraps. That's the best part. I love that part. And my God, do they love it. Um, real quick, too. All right. I, I got something in my hot little hands here that I've been waiting on. And, you know, I don't think it's that bad. How does it look? Oh, God. It looks even. Oh, it, it, it's even worse than the, the green, green The green is going. <laughs> so we got our new set of T-shirts in. And long story short with our new logo, but you can't, it looks awful on camera, but in person, it's not nearly as bad, but they screwed up the colors, but I need to get, I need to burn these up real fast. So I was thinking about putting these on the website and selling them off, maybe uh, at a little bit more of a discount because we're going to remake them to get the right greens in there. But the teal's not bad. But I can tell you when I, they sent me the pictures down to Florida, I was like, oh my God, it's awful, but the greens are off. That's it. The teal's not bad. So, yeah. Inger, we got to work on that. If anybody is interested in merch, this is something that I've been wanting to do and also take the um, a certain percentage of the profits from the shirt making and shirt selling to also go to uh, a good cause. Not sure what. I just, I, I love, we have been so blessed and busy and I love giving back. Um, anyways, so I wanted to, we're way past our uh, deadline. I wasn't sure if you had any yeah. other YouTube Chicken comments. I, do, I no, I, I, I want to hear them. We, we have unlimited Wi-Fi. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but if we got to cut it off for next time, we can. And I have not even read. Well, I've read very, very few of the questions down below. I would. I uh, want to do kind of do a quick, rapid answer. You think I can do it or no? Yeah. Why don't you answer some of the questions? Well, here, stay on with me just in case. All right. Is there any that okay. you saw that maybe is? Um. um so let's go through it here uh, real quick. And again, thank you everyone that's on. Yeah, we're starting to lose yeah. people. They're dying off. They're getting bored. Do you keep the geese and coop with chickens? I think she answered that. No, you don't. Um, have you ever built coops for non-avian species? For example, tortoises. I grew up building reptile enclosures. I really got to dig those pictures up. Even as a child, and people would come over like, oh my gosh, that belongs in the museums. I, I've done this all my life. I love building things for animals. Um, right. And we build for anything that people want. So... Uh, um, so let's see here. God. Just wanted to kind of rapid fire. I live in the UK, so I bought a coop. Would I have to get someone from where I live to build it? So if I so bought a coop. Ship, oh, yeah. yeah. No, we'll go over there. We'll go over there and put it together. Um, or you can put it together. <laughs> uh, you know, here, here's what's happening. I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show that we there's a very good chance we're going to be going off to Australia. And it's so expensive shipping these coops overseas. And we've done it into Europe. And to certain people, it's worth it. Um you know, what you're paying for is our brain and our expertise. So I was like, well, they got to have tools and wood over there. And it might be cheaper just to have us go over there and build it from scratch with someone else's tools. I don't know. So it could be doable. Um, 
Alright, so people saying no ads, use the money to discount. Okay, so this is where I left off. Fish and Matt Ryan, you put enough time and effort into your videos. Do the ads, you earn them. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I just, I, I hate ads. That's the problem. As And I love YouTube. I'm like, eh, you're gone. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, we hate advertising too, so we got YouTube Gold, and I never have to watch one single ad. Okay, I'm not familiar with YouTube Gold. Yeah. Uh, here's you Nan. Pay what for do, a premium YouTube. What, yeah. Nan, um, what do chickens eat in the wild? Are the pellet feed dispensers in the forest? That's a good point. It's just like chickens don't live on the beach. Um, yeah. That's a good point. You know, they're scratching and foraging on the bottom. Um, all right, what else we got here? Well, thank you. Fran is it Francine Clay? Matt, you are such a wonderful businessman. I love being one of your customers. Thank you. It's, uh, it's hell right now, I'll be honest with you. And I can't thank you enough for that comment. Uh, Michael Trapp, you want a t-shirt? Yeah, so let's get these on. Um, I, I think we should do it. And again, I hate to say, okay, it's the wrong colors, but in person, they don't look bad, but it's not what I wanted. It's like bright neon green. It's supposed to be more earthy colors. Um, so I think I got through that pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, we got through oh. that. And I'll save the other questions for another show. Yeah, save them. And, you know, the other thing I wanted to do as well, and I wanted to put this out there, and I can't remember if I mentioned it or not. We are spending so much time, especially non, on the phone doing sales calls. And it's the same questions over and over and over. And what we're trying to do with the website and the video chicken is help answer these questions so people can make a very good, make a very well-educated decision on purchasing a chicken coop. And there is a lot of information. I want people to learn it. We've thought about doing classes that would be a different dedicated time for people that are seriously interested in purchasing a chicken coop, maybe doing a private class, maybe on like Wednesdays where, you know, I'm not going to charge for it because I want to earn your business. I want to sell a chicken coop. Uh, so hopefully that's the reason why you're there because it will cost us time to do it, but definitely willing to do it where I can go onto our website and answer those questions where people are like, First question they always ask is, where do I start? And there's so many different places to start. And I always tell people, just call us. Give us a call. I, I love that phone call. But here I am trying to not minimize phone calls, but make it easier for the person that's thinking about ordering a chicken coop. And we're doing everything we can to get as much information on that website. I, I should say Ingrid is. Um, so that, But it's just like, where do you begin? And then what's the difference between the American and Carolina? So... Just wanted to put that out there. If you guys have any questions, comments about that, if that's something you might be interested in, I would definitely be willing to take that time, do a class of like maybe 20 people, uh, send you a private link. We do a show or we do a class on here's, and you just ask the questions and we'll just target chicken coops and purchasing them and or accessories, the industrial hemp, all that good stuff. Right. And I think maybe you want to mention just before we leave how far out we are with coops. Or do you not want to mention that? No, I don't. We don't want to mention that. <laughs> we get that question a lot. So, and I saw that come up. Listen, right now, non, if you're listening, I'm sure you are, or Ingrid, maybe you know the answer. If you want to type in, there is an official, she's very black and white. Uh, she has answers to that. I can't believe she told me yesterday our ex expedited schedule is caught up with our regular schedule. Um, we are, I can't wait to some other things happen where people get to see what happens behind the scenes, uh, in the shop. We are, we're, we're catching up. Uh, that is good. We've gotten behind COVID has been a nightmare, but we're not going to use it as an excuse. We, we've gotten smarter and better because of it, to be honest with you. But we are on average, what, September right now? Yeah. Okay. That's going to change. I just can't say how or why, right? Am I not? I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that yet. 
hopefully very soon, major, major milestone will be met. And this is going to help make it so that you don't have to wait for your chicken coop. Bottom line, ships today. That's what I want to hear in the office. No problem. Ships today. Ships today. Ships today. <laughs> that is, it's, that's what it's about to happen. So, uh, right. and I'm not selling out. I, I refuse to, nope. I'm not selling out. We're going to do it still here right in the United States. It's just, you've got to have the materials to make the product and to find out they're not making high density anymore. They're not making polycarbonate, you know, and that's some of the, I mean, every piece of material in these chicken coops is so important. Right. So, uh, we'll see what happens. So and, hopefully I answered that question. That yeah, and all that goes into the building and the cost and stuff like that. When people say, you know, oh, it's so much, it's this much, it's it's high quality stuff. It is, and I get it. Sticker shock is not fun, and and the price of materials no. is just it's it's insane. It's got to come back down. It has to, especially lumber. Lumber costs more than metal now, believe it or not. It, that that to me, I've never seen that in my lifetime. I can tell you too, if you guys are on the fence thinking about buying a chicken coop, especially the American coop, which is our number one seller. One of the things that will come out soon to help make it so that they ship the same day you order it is we're going back to the idea of a full on kit, meaning we can get them done quicker and you'll get it in a tighter stackable package. So shipping's going to be cheaper, but there will be more work on your end to assemble it. And I think people will be very happy with that because they won't have to wait. And as always, we're fighting on getting the best coop for the best price. I can't say right now if the price is going to come down or not because the materials are so high. But that was the original idea. But we're, we're going to learn more once we dive into that. So coming out very, very soon, you'll be able to get your coop full on kit. And of course, you can always get it in walls, panels like we do now. Right. All right. Okay. All right, Ingrid. Show, Matt. Oh, thank you. This was fun. It went really, really well. I love not having to worry about burning up my data. Uh, everyone out there, thank you so much for taking the time. If you've joined us from the beginning, thank you. If you're just joining us now, sorry, we're coming to an end. And um, we are going to be ending the live show. It is Friday. Everyone, have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. And if you're watching this after we're not live anymore, uh, it goes up on YouTube, right? And on Facebook? Yep. Awesome. And, you can, and the website. <laughs> you can watch it, especially if you did watch it live, you want to go back and refer to it, which I'm going to have to. There was so much great information for, uh, I don't know why. I'm, no. Say it again. Kirsten. Kirsten. No, it's Kirsten. Kirsten. It, it don't matter. Everyone, you guys Kirsten. have a, you guys have a great <laughs> Stop, weekend. Now you, got me, now you got me doing it. <laughs> uh, Chico! My, oh, I just yelled into the mic. My buddy Chico. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, friend of mine. I didn't know he was still watching me. Love you, brother. Hope you're doing well out there. Hope to see you soon. Uh, God, I have the best friends. Love everyone. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Thanks for watching.